Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 251. I'm your host, Alejandro Oveda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, what an amazing week we've been having. You know, the weather's still chilling outside, uh, making sure that we, we're wearing a sweatshirt all week. As you know, those temperatures have been at those low 60s to 50 degrees and high 50 degrees. Um, but you know what? I'm just feeling like we're going to be getting that El Nino sometime soon. We've been having such a beautiful, beautiful uh, winter so, or fall so far as the weather hasn't been looking too bad. Uh, but once we get into next week, around Sunday, we will be seeing uh, some showers throughout the week. Uh, we will stay in those low 60s, but expect some showers as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Looks like it will rain. Um, and I think it will probably rain till Thursday, I would probably assume. Um, as, you know, this time of the year is probably going to be um, probably the wettest as uh, we get into the first part of winter. As, you know, fall is starting to... Uh, come to a close and the beautiful weather is starting to go away and that cold weather is gonna stay here for a couple of months and I just want to get you guys ready as like I said you know Monday Tuesday Wednesday of next week will be rainy so expect rain showers uh, but this is the this is the best time of the year as in weather as you know once it starts to uh, rain it clears out that that nasty muggy uh, smog that you know Fresno is known for and that's what I like about, uh, you know, just the winter time as you just breathe that fresh air. Yes, it's cold all all day, but at the same time, you know, you you feel that fresh uh, that fresh air. Once it starts to, uh, the rain starts to go away. You know, you, you get that sunshine back, and it's beautiful here. Um, so I'm definitely uh, waiting for the for the rain as you know. I think. El Nino uh, is going to get us another uh, big, you know, water front as people are already saying that we're going to get some some major rain in the next couple months, um, especially in January. People are saying that uh, the, the the rain is going to be pretty, pretty intense. So uh, I'm just trying to get you guys ready as, you know, the weather is starting to change. Things are starting to change. Especially here around the podcast, especially around town, um, we're starting to look more like Christmas, feeling like like Christmas as that weather temperature is starting to really drop. You know, um, I'm loving this weather as you know it has been sunny, hasn't been rainy, it's been nice and cool. Um, that 60 to 65 degree weather outside, especially with the sun out, I'm I'm definitely uh, loving it. So I'm going to take advantage of it this week as, you know, the, the, the temperatures will start to change. But this week hasn't really been as, event, as eventful as I wanted it to be um, this past week. You know, I've really just been kind of like laying low, uh, you know, trying to finish the, the Christmas shopping and all that. But uh, just laying low, just not really uh, out and about as... You know, tons and tons of people are out right now shopping. Um, just don't want to be in that crowd. You know, um, throughout the week, I'm, I, I try to stay positive, try to be as positive as I can. Uh, but I, but it's definitely hard when you, uh, you know, you just try to spend your time somewhere to, to, to shop. And it's just so many people you run into. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm antisocial, but it's just... 
there's certain things that I, that just get me, you know, like a, a crowded store with a long line where you you know you're you're waiting with two or three items, uh, but you're but you're there's like a twenty person wait, you know, so it, it it gets really bad around this time of year, especially for me. I I start getting. I don't know. I guess it is antisocial when you think about it. It's just, I just don't want to be around all these people. You know, people are all sick. People are wiping their nose, coughing in their hands, and still trying to talk to you. Uh, I just don't know about, you know, things like that uh, right now, especially as, you know, flu season's right around the corner and everything. You know, people are just getting sick right now. And I don't want anything to do with it. Um, when I'm sick, I definitely... I, I fall ill, like, I definitely am down for, like, a whole week, um, so I'm definitely not looking forward to getting sick, especially during this, you know, vi this virus, but this flu, uh, si flu season, um, so I've been trying to stay healthy, just eating right, actually trying to eat right, you know, it's been hard being busy, uh, but eating right, exercising, and just keeping a good mental, uh, capacity and also getting my rest you know um i've been talking to a lot of people lately and just been telling them you know i've been sleeping so much more so much better lately um I, it's almost like i don't want to wake up i don't want to get up that that feeling of that warm blanket in the morning is like one of my favorite feelings in the morning i mean until you get real toasty right when it hits around like 10 or 11 you know, you're just like, man, I got to get up. But once it, you know, once you get that good enough sleep and you just don't want to get out of bed. Uh, so this past week, I've been that, been that way. I, you know, it, it's just been tough just with the, with the cold weather and man, my, the arthritis I have in my knee and my ankle and the things that are going on, you know, it, it's just been real hectic. Uh, but I, I've been still trying to, you know, just get my workouts in. Um, just, just trying to stay healthy as, you know, this next like two or three weeks are going to go by super quick. You know, the new year's already here. We're, we're already looking forward to, uh, the first of the year, but look, we're, we're still here in December, you know, so we're, we're still looking at, you know, we, we have a lot, to, a lot of more time to go in this month just to, just to try to get it all wrapped up and and and, and uh, gifted for next year you know that, that's what we got to do stay disciplined right now that way in in the first of the year you don't have to get ready for a whole new type of lifestyle and that's something that I've advocated uh for myself so like I've been trying to get you know uh everything that I've been I want to work on in the next year starting to go now like I don't wait for it to hit the first year, I'm already working on the next year. So in my mind, you know, it, it, yeah, I'm already, I'm already there, but in reality, I'm still here with you guys day by day, trying to just get through this grind. You know, the next, like I said, the next two weeks are going to be crazy because these holidays just come and go. They come and go And this year. I really want it just to be just I, I don't know. I, I want to take my time with it this year. I want to. I want to be able to enjoy it. I want to be, you know. I want to have that Christmas spirit. I want to be able to, you know, um, just be cheery and merry and and have have a good attitude. So this this Christmas, like, 
next couple of weeks, the, or I should say Christmas break, you know, as you know, the break is going to start probably Friday. They consider Friday to Christmas, probably the Christmas break. So I'm going to use this Christmas break just to really um, tone in on, on what Christmas is about for me, you know, and, th and that's about family and that's about being together and being, uh, with, with the people that mean the most, you know? So this weekend, I know we're going to have a family, you know, Christmas party. So I'm definitely, I definitely can't wait for that. We always have great food at those, at those, uh, family functions. And then, you know, we'll be having our, uh, just, just the, I think we'll probably end up at Christmas Christmas uh, Tree Lane this weekend as well, celebrating, you know, getting getting into that mood of of what Christmas is about. You know, there's so much so many things uh, going on in the city, as you know, uh, they're going to be having tons of things. But I want to get into our countdown to Christmas as we talk about uh, a movie ideas, some music ideas, and a gift ideas. Uh, so let's get it started. So to start this countdown of Christmas this week, I want to talk about a Christmas movie that has been dear to me for so many years. Um, and it probably is one of your guys' also Christmas movies as well. So someone out there. Uh, but I love the movie Harold and Kumar. And I wanted to talk about this week a very Harold and Kumar Christmas which was released in 2011, and it is almost like a, a it, it's a stoner movie, slash comedy movie, uh, slash Christmas film, uh, and is directed by Todd Strauss Schultzen, and written by John Hurwitz and Hayden Skolberg, <laughs> sorry, uh, but this is a sequel uh, to Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, and it is the third installment in the Harold and Kumar franchise. And this stars John Cho, Cal Penn, and Neil Patrick Harris, uh, which, you know, the, you if you've ever heard of uh, Harold and Kumar, these are the, the main characters. Uh, but they, this uh, film follows uh, estranged friends Harold and Kumar as they reunite to hunt for a Christmas tree. You know, uh, this movie gets me into the holiday spirit just because of um just the way that they have to come together um after you know they they have uh, been apart for many years uh but they end up receiving this kind of package uh with Harold's name on it and they did they end up uh trying to deliver this package um and it it it's filled with marijuana so it it, it it's a great story um, and, and, the, and it takes you on a journey throughout. Uh, but the, the thing for me is, I think this is, uh, one of those key Christmas movies for me as every time Christmas comes around, I'm always wanting to watch this movie. Um, and to me, it, it got a, like a good cult rating. I, I feel like as people have been rating it, you know, like a six or, or a five. Uh, but I feel like those kind of you know, Rotten Tomato ratings, uh, they don't really tell me exactly how I should rate the movie. Um, for me, it's definitely like an eight. Uh, I would say an eight out of 10 for a Christmas movie. I would say that, uh, because it definitely gives you everything that you're looking for. Um, 
it's it's vulgar, um, it's heartwarming. There's definitely types of uh, moments where um, you could tell um, <laughs> they they want you to feel like this is a naughty movie, but at the same time, I I feel like the storyline uh, makes you. Uh, re- want to rekindle some of those old friendships that you've had, especially in the younger years of life, uh, just seeing what people are doing, especially around the holidays, because, you know, the holidays brings sometimes the worst out of people. Some people I feel are lonely. People are, uh, by themselves. Uh, they don't have family. They don't have friends, you know? So there's different types of people. And I feel like to me, this, this, uh, this movie shows those different types of people um, and they come together for uh, the one reason of Christmas. And that's why I wanted to talk about Harold and Kumar this week. Um, and it's called A Very Merry Christmas uh, or A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. And you guys can watch that basically anywhere uh, you guys stream your movies. I think it's right now it's on uh, it's on um, Max. Amazon Prime, um, basically anywhere. I think YouTube has it on, Google has it on there. Uh, but this is definitely a great movie for the Christmas time. So I definitely want to share it with you. Uh, and let me know what other Christmas movies you guys uh, tend to watch during you know Christmas time. I love Christmas movies, so any recommendations will go a long way. And this week for the countdown of Christmas, I want to talk about a Christmas album that is really dear to me as I love Christmas music. And around this time of year, you know, a lot of uh, artists come out with Christmas albums. Uh, but I did want to talk about a Christmas album I heard last year as, um, you know, Christmas music only comes once a year. So once you hear it, you kind of want to talk about it the next year. You you uh, you uh, kind of already listen to it. So I want to talk about Nora Jones's um, I Dream of Christmas album and this is her eighth studio album and probably i would probably think her first christmas album uh but it was released last year uh two years ago actually um october 15th of 2021 and to me i love Nora jones voice um it reminds me of like an old old school kind of uh feel um it's soothing. You uh, you don't really need to uh, skip through the through, through the album, um, but this is a true holiday season uh, Christmas album. Uh, the The record is a wonderful soundtrack uh, for all your festivities, and should be on everyone's playlist throughout Christmas. And if you're having a Christmas party, this is a great album to really put onto. Um, I think it's only like 13 tracks long, uh, and, and total length is about 40 to 42 minutes. I, I'm not too sure, um, the exact, uh, the length, but to me, this is a great, great, um, album, definitely different from all the hip hop stuff that I do like to listen to during Christmas as well. But, uh, you know, it really slows you down and makes you, enjoy that Christmas time. Uh, my favorite songs off I Dream of Christmas uh, from Nora Jones is Christmas Don't Be Late, uh, Blue Christmas, and Winter Wonderland. 
So if you're looking for something, you know, just nice to listen to during the during the holidays, make sure you check out this Nora Jones Christmas album, I Dream of Christmas. And let me know what other albums, what other music you guys are listening to during the Christmas season. And to give you my gift idea for the countdown of Christmas, I want to talk about the new trading cards that are featuring Fresno State football. Um, and I, I'm a super excited to really talk about this one because 60% of the proceeds will definitely go directly back to Fresno State student-athletes. Um, and you can get, I, I think, a pack. I think a, it costs around $10. Bucks. Um, and there's I think they're selling these packs at Save Marts. So um, make sure you guys check it out at your local Save Mart. Uh, but you now have a way to really support your Fresno State Bulldogs uh, as their official partner, Save Mart, has launched their trading cards uh, this past month, uh, and I think this is a great thing because the cards now comes in a pack of 14, which features the Fresno State football team. Um, some of these packs have autographed cards signed by the team captains. There are also special ones that are, you know, premium blackout cards, uh, which have like a matte black and a gold foiling. If, if you're lucky, you might find an icon uh, card, which is an animated one, um, 60% of the proceeds will directly benefit Fresno State student-athletes. I think this is a great thing for Fresno State as, you know, their football team is a huge, huge, huge thing here in Fresno. And to support the Fresno State football team, sometimes it gets a little expensive to go to the games. But this is a good way to, uh, you know, keep an eye on the roster of the Fresno State football team and also support the guys that have been playing, you know, four to five years, been playing uh, their whole career with Fresno State and supporting them by giving them uh, some proceeds that go back to their pocket, you know. Uh, this is a great thing. I think I think it goes to all um, Fresno State sports. So this is a good thing. I hope that they may come out with basketball cards and baseball cards soon too. Um it, this is a great thing, I think, is cards right now are on an all-time high. I mean, just baseball cards, uh, professional baseball cards, professional basketball cards, professional football cards are at an all-time high right now. And it's one of those uh, things like collectors love to collect cards. So this is a great present right now. Ten bucks for 14 cards. You have a chance, like I said, for some special ones that are including premium blackout cards um, that are matte black and gold foiling. And you also may find icon cards, which are animated. So make sure you check out your local Save Mart. Make sure you, uh, you know, continue to support all your Fresno State sports. But also check out these new trading cards that are featuring Fresno State football. Like I said, 60% of the proceeds will directly benefit Fresno State student-athletes. And you can get those packs at Save Mart for $9.99. So make sure you guys support your Fresno State Bulldogs. And make sure you guys check out these card packs. They're a great stocking stuffer for the Christmas holiday. And now we're talking about the holidays. I just want to talk about how Fresno Unified is rolling out their new menu during the uh, winter break for for the menu that the chefs are serving up is not your typical cafeteria food. So winter break for many students in the Central Valley means you got 
weeks off, uh, you know, video games and, you know, you get to stay home. But for some people go out, go without food. People go without what they, the daily needs that they need, you know. Um, so this is a great thing that Fresno uh, Unified will be uh, giving out three three weeks worth of free meals. Um, so there's no way your kid could go hungry as Fresno Unified is making this, you know, uh, they've been doing this the last couple of years, I know. Um, but all students under the age of 18 can enjoy a hot meal, whether they're enrolled in the district or not. Um, for some of our children, you know, young people in the community, these meals are really, really important. And the, and they're the, the most healthy food that they eat throughout the day. So some of these kids need these meals um, to survive, you know. Uh, but the food will be provided at 20 different middle schools, high schools, and alternative educational sites. But the menu that these chefs are serving up is not, like I said, your typical cafeteria food. Um, they're going to be doing tamales. They're going to do masala. Um, but the menu is going to reflect, you know, the population of the kids. And this is what the president of Fresno Unified Board of Education uh, explained. But there's also going to be other options like yogurt parfaits um, and better tasting options uh, that will be added to the menu. But the food itself is not the only thing that's changing. Students will have to eat on site and take hot meals uh, will no longer be you know, takeout meals will no longer be, uh, available. Uh, but that was a waiver put in place by the USDA that had never been allowed before. It was related to, you know, that COVID pandemic. So a lot of those waivers have now, uh, expired, but however, the district has adopted a change that will expand the meal program in a very different way. Um, you can give your meals to your younger sibling when they come into the cafeteria in the morning. Um, you weren't able to do that before, but it's really hard, you know, to find nutritious um, food, especially in some of these areas in Fresno. So this is a good way uh, to be able to get the, the these kids the food that they need, especially during um, Christmas break. Uh, but meals will be offered during Christmas break from 11.15 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in the afternoon starting Monday, uh, December 18th. I think they're going to have a full list of menu options and maybe probably the school locations um, on either Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you could check out this article that I read on ABC 30 that was uh, giving you the schools that you could, you could find uh, these meals at, but I think this is a great thing that Fresno Unified is doing for their kids as, you know, it is a hard time to really find a hot meal during uh, Christmas break. And I'm not going to say, you know, as as uh, a kid that we really needed, but the option was always is always good. So I think this is a good thing and it will take uh, a lot of kids to to really uh, benefit from this. I think, you know, people from uh, the west side or east side. Um, kids should be able to take advantage of this. Um, and I think it's great. I think I wish I would have had, I would be at school more often. I think this is a good way to keep kids in school. You know, food, 
is is a way to people's hearts and to win people's souls. So it's a good way to get these kids uh, just focused on what, what 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 they have in their life and that school, and hopefully we'll bring them closer to that. So this is a great program as Fresno Unified has been trying new things, but Fresno Unified is rolling out their new menu for the winter break meals. So make sure you guys check out uh, those meals. Now let's talk about the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino that Tejan will be hosting a groundbreaking, the groundbreaking today um, as the Tejan Indian Tribe is in partnership with Hard Rock International to host this groundbreaking of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tejan. Um, this will be located less than 15 miles south of Bakersfield off Highway 99 near the 166 Medler exit. And this is a great thing because I feel like for so many years, you know, going down the grapevine, seeing that they've been developing, you know, they, they have those outlets, but before the outlets, they had the, the you know, those, those, um, car stops. And before that they had very few options. So seeing that the last 20 to 30 years, they've been developing, you know, this Tejan, um, area, um, I think this is going to be great as they're going to be putting in their first kind of hotel casino um, in this area. Uh, but the project will be the first resort hotel and casino in Kern County. Um, and they will be, I think they'll be building this uh, casino in two phases. The first phase will consist of an approximately 150,000 square foot casino featuring 3,000 slot machines, 48 table games, multiple food and beverage venues, including the renowned Hard Rock Cafe. And then phase two will include a 400-room hotel, 2,800-seat Hard Rock Live Event Center, additional casino space, restaurants, pool, fitness facility, and spa. So according to the release, phase one of the project is scheduled to be completed in about 22 months from the groundbreaking so we're going to be looking probably two years from december 14th which is if you're listening to this today um but this is a great thing for not i i mean i'll call call this the valley as it's the edge of the valley but you know this is this is uh something big as um for so long there was nothing around there and now they're starting to build and it's starting to be a place where people start to commute just for that so it's gonna be great can't wait to see exactly what this is gonna look like but they will start the groundbreaking on december 14th so make sure you guys check that out uh, when you drive up the 99 maybe you'll see some of the 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 um progress that they're making but i think it's a great thing and i just want to let you guys know what was going on now there's a lot going on this week as you know christmas brings a lot of these events uh, to our valley, and I want to just talk about some that's going around here in Fresno. Uh, the first I want to talk about is the Winter Family Fun this weekend at Storyland in Fresno. And if you haven't known, Storyland has been a topic of uh, conversation as they have been trouble really uh, finding the means to really keep the place open. Um, that's why I want to talk about this this week as the first day of winter is next Thursday, but you don't have to wait. I think 
Winter Wonderland is happening this weekend at Storyland in Fresno. So bundle up. Make sure you guys take the whole family out. Um, and I think they're going to be having some type of sledding uh, at Storyland with 40 tons of snow. Um, this is going to be the third annual Winter Wonderland. And it is all possible because of Valley PBS. Um, so make sure you guys go out there. Uh, I know they're, they're going to have tons of different uh, characters like Curious George, the Grinch. Um, and of course, you could probably take uh, photos with Santa Claus. But the Winter Wonderland takes place on Saturday and Sunday, December 16th and 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, I think they're going to have stuff for the kids uh, to make crafts, uh, to have hot chocolate, cookies, and to be able to stroll around the magical land of Storyland. I think this is a great way to support local business. As like I said, Storyland has been um, a topic of conversation about closing, uh, but these kinds of events are big for Storyland as um, they try to promote and try to get people into their park. But if you don't know where Storyland Land is, it is located in Roding Park, and it is right across the street from the Chaffee Zoo. So there's a lot to do in that Roding Park area. Um, it's a great time, especially. Um, with the weather as it is, it's beautiful right now. Um, I'm not too sure about the Chaffee Zoo. You know, it's pretty cold. So I would probably think like a lot of the animals are probably out. So check out this uh, Winter Wonderland at Storyland. It's, it's a great place to take your kids. They, they got rides. They got food. They got crafts. Um, everything that you're looking for for a family entertaining uh, weekend. So make sure you check out uh, this uh Winter Wonderland that is happening this weekend. Like I said, it is going to be December 16th and 17th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So make sure you guys wear your ugly sweaters. Make sure you guys are getting ready for the holidays. Um, and I just want to give you guys some of these events that are going on. Now I want to talk about the Krampus festivities this Saturday that will be taking uh, place at the Van Ness Village and they're going to be uh, the Root Access Hackerspace, Sour Milk, Spoke Easy, and Labyrinth Art Collective are all getting together to, for this Krampus Caroling and Consortium for the Gift-Giving Procrastinator. And this is going to be a big event right there at, at uh, Van Ness Village. Uh, and it will be live music. There are going to be a lot of different um, vendors, probably some food. Um, and this is going to be for those that are looking, uh, to really buy local. Um, and this is going to be this Saturday, uh, at the Van Ness village. And if you're looking for that last minute locally crafted gift for your family or friends, this is the place to grab that maybe some food, Grab a beer at Spokeasy and take advantage of the live music that's going to be going on. Uh, this is going to be a great, great event. I've been to it a few times and every time come out with some great vendors, great food. Um, and I think this year they're going to have some great, great uh, performances. Um, and if you go on to Spokeasy's uh, Facebook page, they do have 
their um, time slots for the live music. Uh, but they're going to have tons of great music. I think BKR will be um, closing out the festivities at the um, Krampus Caroling. So it's going to be a great time. Um, like I said, other acts, Iwanga, DJ Abraxas Diety, uh, BKR, some other names to go along with that. But like I said, you can find uh, the, the time slots on their um, Facebook page. But I just want to give a huge shout out to Root Access, Hacker Space, Sour Milk Shop, and the Labyrinth Art Collective and Smoke Easy Public House for putting on this local um, vendor fair. Um, you know, it's great to be able to shop local vendors, um, and also spend time, you know, with some of these, uh, local artists that are performing for you. I'm pretty stoked that it will be, uh, on Saturday. So hopefully you guys, you know, are going to take advantage of it. There's a lot going on here in Fresno. So make sure you guys are, uh, tuning in and making sure you guys are taking advantage of these events. Cause these are great events that you don't want to miss. Now let's talk about our Fresno State football team as they will take on New Mexico State in the New Mexico State Bowl. Uh, this is going to be a great game as, you know, bowl season for college brings some different matchups. But normally you see those those kind of odd matchups. But this one to me is going to be a great one for the New Mexico Bowl as New Mexico State Aggies get to play their home state as they take on the Fresno State Bulldogs Saturday afternoon, um, and if you don't know, New Mexico State was part of uh, the pack, the pack, not the pack, um, the whack with Fresno State a long time ago. Uh, but now uh, they were rivals. Now they're not rivals anymore. But this is gonna be a great game, as I feel like Fresno State got matched up pretty well. Uh, for this bowl game, and we're gonna see exactly how much we have in our in our tank. Uh, Fresno State right now have not been on a good roll uh, these the last couple of weeks of the season, um, especially you know losing that Mountain West, losing their Mountain West opportunity uh, to win that championship. You know uh, this was kind of an off year for our Fresno State. Uh, Bulldogs as now we, we're looking forward to this New Mexico Bowl. And, you know, we, we don't usually look forward to bowl games like in this magnitude. It's not that big of a bowl game. Uh, but, you know, we still were bowl eligible and we still had a, a, a great winning record. And I couldn't ask for more uh, for, from our fellow state Bulldogs as, you know, we're coming to a close this next week as DeRuder... It's also uh, been noted that he will not be able to coach he, with some health conditions, um, and he will not be able to coach the, the team any longer. So we got a lot of changes. I know um, our starting one of our starting quarterbacks has now entered the portal and now uh, getting picked up at another school, so he will not be playing. So there's a lot of things that the Fresno State Dogs um, need to go through to, to be able to win this game. But I feel like it's going to be a good look for Fresno State to win this game as New Mexico, you know, they, they have a great record, but Fresno State 
is great in these bowl games, and I just can't wait to see exactly um, how how well they're going to go. But Fresno State is 16 for 15 all-time in bowl games and has won its last four dating back to 2017, including a 29-6 win against Washington State last year in the L.A. Bowl and a 31-24 win against UTEP in the 2021 New Mexico Bowl. So, Fresno State has a lot of history on its side, um, but I think both teams um, are going to play play each other, and it's going to be a great matchup. Um, the last time they played, the Aggies won 27-17, to um, and Fresno State lost to New Mexico 25-17 to in Fresno. So the Aggies have won eight of the nine entering Saturday's game, and Fresno State has lost their last three um, Fresno State is averaging 29.9 points per game, giving up 24.6. New Mexico is averaging 28 points per game and allowing 21 points per game. But during its eight-game win streak, New Mexico State allowed less than 20 points six times. And in its three straight losses, Fresno State has scored 18, 17, and 18 points in each of those losses. Uh, but Fresno State's best wins, the Dogs, you know, have won against Purdue um, and Pac-12's uh, Arizona State and also beat UNLV, which was a nine-win team. Uh, but New Mexico uh, State's best wins were the Aggies won against the SEC power Auburn and both teams, Jacksonville State and Western Kentucky. So this is not going to be a sorry team that we're playing. This is going to be actually a great team. Um, we're going to have to wait and see how and what type of uh, game we're going to be um, playing. Hopefully, we go run heavy, uh, open up the options for our wide receivers and our tight ends, and, you know, make sure that we we have the time possession of the ball for most of the game. We If we got, if we can control that, we can control the outcome of the game. So, hopefully, you guys are ready for this Fresno State game like I am. It's going to be Fresno State versus New Mexico State at the uh, Isleta New Mexico Bowl, and that's going to be this weekend, December 16th. Uh, so make sure you guys check it out. It's going to be, I think, at 3.45 p.m., so make sure you guys go dogs. Now let's talk about our Fresno State men's basketball team as they have a record of 5-4, and four, uh, but they took on Pacific this week, and they ended up dominating Pacific 89-56. to 56. The dogs were led by Xavier Dussel, who scored 19 points and dished out two assists. Uh, the dogs will be back this weekend on December 15th to take on CSU Bakersfield. And then they'll be back home on December 18th to take on Portland State at Saint Center. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State basketball team. Now let's talk about our women's Fresno State basketball team who has a record of 6-5. and five. And last week, they ended up losing to Cal Poly 84-59. But our dogs were led by Taija Maria, who scored 16 points and who grabbed 14 rebounds. The dogs will also be back on Saturday, December 16th to take on Sacramento State and then Next week, the dogs will be at the Jerry Colangelo's 2023 Hall of Fame Series in Phoenix to take on Arizona State. 
So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your women's Fresno State basketball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno Monsters as they're 20-3 this week. Uh, and last week they had a three-game series against the Bakersfield Roughnecks. Uh, they they beat the Roughnecks 0-3 their first game. Uh, f- lost their, first, their second game 4-3 and then won their third game 8-1. Um, the Grizzly or the the Monsters will be back in action this week versus the Casper Roughnecks, uh, Metro Jets, Battle Creek Colonels, and Steel County Blades. Um, and they'll be playing in the City National Arena Summerlin Hospital Rink A for four games over the week. Um, and then they'll be back next week with more action. Uh, so make sure you guys tune in to the blaze podcast for more. Um, like I said, next week they'll be back or, or, um, the first, the second week of January, they will be back in action, uh, versus the San Diego Sabres, Lake Tahoe Lakers and Ontario junior rain. So make sure you guys tune in to the blaze podcast. Um, like I said, there's going to be a long, long, Maybe two week window, you'll be able to catch the monsters at home. Uh, but the next foreseeable uh, games, which will be Monday, December eighteenth through uh, December twenty uh, first, they will be uh, playing on the road uh, in that city national arena. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Monsters. Now let's talk about the NFL, and we'll start off with the power rankings this week. As at number five, we got the Miami Dolphins, who are nine and four. And the Dolphins, for months, you know, we the complaint has really been who has the Dolphins really beat. Um, the Dolphins haven't really beat any quality teams, and now last week they got a stunning home loss to the Titans, um, who entered Monday with the zero and six road record. Uh, but a lot of the game was because of Tyreek Hill. He had an ankle injury that kept him off of the field for most of the game. And um, they also lost their center, Connor Williams, to a knee issue. Uh, but there's no excuse to losing to Tennessee after they were leading by, I think, a 14-point uh, lead with three minutes to go at home. You know, the Dolphins' offense just got into a funk of some sort. Um, and really, they ended up gifting two touchdowns to the Titans, which gave them, uh, which they they got via a muff, a muffed punt, a fumble, and you know this is not the Miami Dolphins that we have been seeing um, lately. Uh, the 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 defense has been looking okay, but had some cracks during this. Uh, past a week versus the Titans, you know, um, it was just an ugly loss and a huge blow to the Dolphins as they tried to earn that top seed in the AFC. But at number four, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, who really it, against the 49ers, you know, they, it came down to really um, who was able to score the most. Uh, but this past week, they ended up playing playing the Cowboys, and it gave themselves pretty much a hole that they had to really come out of. Uh, but Dallas had three takeaways of its own, stripping the Eagles' three best offensive playmakers, 
Jalen Hurts had a fumble, A.J. Brown had a fumble, and Devontae Smith had a fumble. And in the first meeting with the Cowboys, the Eagles fumbled three times but recovered all three, allowing Philly to escape with a 28-23 record. But the Eagles have now been pummeled the last two weeks, and the Eagles are now suddenly in danger of letting go that division um, as they are the number one seed in the NFC. Um, a year ago, the, the Eagles were playing some of the best ball of their life, um, whether it was, you know, against other NFC teams or AFC teams. But this year, things are starting to look a little shaky um, in the in Philadelphia, and they got a lot to go, especially uh, to try to get that number one spot back for the to get that first round by. Uh, but we do got the Philadelphia Eagles at number four with a 10-3 and three record. And at number three, we got the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they've been operating very well, especially with Mike McCarthy looking, you know, out for the team on the offensive side. Uh, but Dallas, you know, has been running the ball. They've been able to, uh, to, to pass the ball successfully. Um, and really the goal line for uh, the the Cowboys is what I was impressed with with this past week. Uh, but this the Cowboys really sent a message uh, last week against the number one overall seed in the NFC. Um, and this was a quality victory for Dallas that they needed. Um, but the next two games are going to be at uh, Buffalo and then at Miami. So they got their work cut out for them, especially in the next coming weeks. But right now, uh, they are number three in the rankings at Dallas uh, with a 10-3 and record. Uh, but at number two, we got the Baltimore Ravens at a 10-3 and record. Uh, and to me, it's all about Lamar Jackson, his MVP can, uh, campaign and his heroic efforts against the Rams, uh, which including a, a thrilling uh, drive uh, with a scoring pass between uh, Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers, uh, who is their rookie uh, wide receiver. Uh, and then they ended up getting a, a two-point conversion, which was also thrown by Zay Flowers uh, to give you know, the, the Ravens that late lead that they, that they got. Um, but with the win and Miami's loss on Monday night, Baltimore owns that number one seed in the AFC. Um, so they're, they lead the AFC right now and also leading the AFC North by two games. Uh, though Sunday wasn't easy. In fact, the Ravens haven't been tested like that throughout the season. So Jackson, to me, is the big concern is how is he playing, and he has been making the big plays that have been needed from him. Uh, but it's his margin of error when he plays like he did against the Rams, um, and it's it's about doing it with his arm and his legs. So one way or another, we need Lee. We need to see Lamar Jackson back in the playoffs, uh, and to make sure that NFL script writers, you know, are are any of any kind. We're going to see, you know, um, the the Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs to see how, how good they are, especially against the rest of the AFC uh, division. But we got the uh, Baltimore Ravens at number two with a 10-3 record. And at number one, we got the San Francisco 49ers, which they've been playing balls 
out right now with a 10 and 3 record and last week they got a double digit win over the uh, the uh, Seahawks uh but the the big thing was about uh just that matchup and how much um they hate each other um and I want to talk about just the playmaker of Debo Samuel who had a 54 yard touchdown um and really kind of shut down the narratives of Brock Purdy last week of him being an MVP candidate. I think he's still one of the top quarterbacks this year. Uh, but it's going to be if the Niners can continue this. Um, I don't think anybody can beat them in anytime soon. But the Niners are rolling with the 10-3 and record. And we got them at number one this week in the power rankings. And this week we're going to have a lot of different matchups uh, that I wanted to talk about. And we'll start off with our Thursday night matchup this week in the AFC West division. We got the LA Chargers versus the Raiders. And then on Saturday, we're going to start having games. We got three games on Saturday. We got the Vikings versus the Bengals, the Steelers versus the Colts, and the Broncos versus the Lions. And then on Sunday, we got the Falcons versus the Panthers, the Bears versus the Browns, the Bucks versus the Packers, the Jets versus the Dolphins, the Giants versus the Saints, the Texans versus the Titans, the Chiefs versus the Patriots, the Niners versus the Cardinals, the Commanders versus the Rams, the Cowboys versus the Bills, and then the Ravens versus the Jags. And then on Monday night, we're going to have the Eagles versus the Seahawks. So we have a big week of football. So make sure you guys tune in next week to the Blaze Podcast. Now let's talk about the 2023 inaugural in-season tournament for the NBA. And we are now concluded from the in-season tournament as the Lakers defeated the Pacers 123-109 to to win the first inaugural tournament. And this was a big thing for the Lakers in Honestly, for LeBron, as I think a lot of people are say, are hating on, on it and saying that it's not a championship, it's, not, it's nothing really to celebrate. But I think, you know, for the first time ever, we, we got the in-season tournament and the Lakers were actually the winners of that. And I think it, it brings a lot of attention to uh, what the tournament means and, and what, what it's going to mean f- uh, in the future. Um, and I, I wonder if uh, people... You know, I wonder if people liked this in-season tournament um, as much as, you know, it was a success because I thought it was a great thing as, you know, you're going to see these challenges throughout the 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 rest of the season as teams are starting to heat up and, and start to play at a high level. Uh, but teams like the Lakers or uh, big teams like the, like, San Antonio Spurs or something like that, you know, they, they look at these, you know, in-season tournaments as ways to develop their team and seeing how well the Lakers did this, uh, for the in-season tournament, I'm looking forward to what they have for the rest of the season, especially with the, with the lineup that they got right now that has been playing really well together. I think for me, for the in-season tournament, it would be great to see maybe this mean a little bit more, uh, Meaning, you know, if we got a Western Conference uh, person that maybe that uh, the finals would be in their house or whatnot. I'm, I'm not too sure if they can make this into something even more. 
Um, I know the players get $500,000 for the winning team, but I feel like money isn't everything. You know, some players are playing for status. Some play, players are playing for playing time, you know. Um, I think for sure the 500000 is a good incentive, but I also think there needs to be something weighed on this for the for the rest of the season. Uh, but it's great to see my team, the Lakers, come out champions of the in-season tournament, especially for the first year. And seeing that LeBron played a great, great uh, in-season tournament, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to offer for the rest of the year. But I got to say this was a big, big come up for the NBA as you know it brought so many other viewers to the NBA especially the first part of the season so I'm excited to see what where this goes and how many more other times the Lakers can win that inaugural or that that uh in-season tournament I'm, I'm super excited for next uh for the rest of the season, actually as we're going to start getting into you know playoff time and in, in the shoot what four months, five months from now. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. Now let's talk about the MLB. And the biggest story of the week is Shohei Otani, who is now signed with the Dodgers. Um, and right now I was really upset just by hearing the reasons why, you know, Otani did not go to the Giants. And it's possible he did not go to the San Francisco Giants because of the struggles uh, with rising crime rampant drug use, and sprawling homeless camps. You know, not only has this been a big thing uh, around San Francisco, but it's been a big thing in in all around California. But it's kind of sad to see that, you know, he kind of went a different way with the L.A. Dodgers um, and not went with the San Francisco due to uh, this downgrade of the city. You know, a lot of people were getting away from the the Golden City area. Um, it's been it's been terrible seeing the downtown disorder, and it's uh, and it's now it's you know plaguing the San Francisco Giants from obtaining Shohei Otani, uh, Otani, who is a two way player, great two way player, um, and it's rare at that to have a pitcher hitter, um, but this made news as he announced he was signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he signed with the Dodgers with a record-breaking 10-year, $700 million contract with the team this week. But the news, you know, really hit home as the San Francisco Giants, you know, biggest rival is the Dodgers. Uh, but in all, we were trying to get Otani and, in fact, offered him probably the exact same deal. Um, but I just got to say, you know, there is struggles in San Francisco right now especially in the downtown. Um, it's degrading, um, lawlessness, and, you know, this has now played a role into um, not swaying one of the best players of all time to, to come to your ball club, you know. So I'm not too sure what's going what's gonna to be uh, for the rest of, you know, the Otani career, but um, it, it's definitely going to go against the Giants, you know. Um, so I feel like... You know, the Giants need to make a transformative change, especially for the baseball team, as, you know, it has given the city a boost, but, you know, they're looking for even more. Um, I don't know if it could only be the, the, the Giants to do this for the city, but it definitely needs to have some sort of um, 
change, you know, especially in that area. Um, but I'm hoping, you know, the Giants could sign some some studs. They they got the money, especially if they're gonna go spend seven hundred million for you know a ten year deal. Uh, let's go find some young studs that are able to play for a lot less, you know. So I just wanted to talk about this big signing for the Dodgers as it's one of the biggest in M- MLB history. So I definitely wanted to say congratulations to. Shohei Otani, who is one of the best baseball players right now in the major leagues. But I want to thank you for pushing play each and every week. You know, your viewership, your uh, listens go a long way for this independent podcast. Just want to continue to urge you guys to listen. Make sure you guys are sharing the podcast and make sure you guys are letting people know, you know, this podcast is there every Thursday. You can depend on this podcast to have content every Thursday. I'm just glad you guys chose this podcast this week to spend some time. And I'm hoping you guys are staying positive throughout this whole Christmas season. Just make sure you guys are staying safe. Make sure you guys know your surroundings. Make sure you guys are shopping and being safe. I know I've been hearing a lot of people being robbed, being um, kind of taken advantage of because you're in you put yourself in these situations in parking lots or whatnot. So make sure you guys are shopping, being safe, and doing the right thing. Make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses, support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Vedas signing off, episode 251.